Real estate is competitive and many agents hold successful strategies close to their chest, but not great agents and certainly not me. I'm here to help you succeed. I'm Chris Heller with this week's episode of the Agent Advice Podcast. Everyone in the industry knows agents need a way to make smarter decisions based on data and real reviews, not just sales pitches. Hi, it's Chris Heller with the Agent Advice Podcast. I'm super excited this week to have a good friend and a great guest, Dave Anderson, the CEO and founder of LionDesk. LionDesk is one of the, uh, the best CRMs out there. Um, it's the one my team uses in San Diego. So, Dave, thanks for joining us. Right on, man. It's good to see you, Chris. And uh, doing well. Doing really good. Doing really good. I'm uh, I'm in Austin. You're in in uh, where my other home is in Encinitas area. So I'm I'm a bit jealous, but I'll be there soon. I'll be there for the holidays. So we'll 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 catch yeah, up. Yeah. yeah, we'll we'll socially distance and uh, see each other in person. So, anyways, thanks for taking the time to join us. I, you know, you, I was really excited to get to talk to you because, you know, although I and many of our listeners have been in the business for a long time, and we we get to see things from the perspective of an agent or a broker, you get to see the activities that agents and brokers do because they're using your product, and I, I think there's a lot of interesting things that we can touch on. Uh, I know some of the challenges agents have. You know, so you know. It, it's all about two things, right? It's about meeting consumers, and then it's about uh, adding them to a database, and then uh, and then improving or enhancing your your relationship with that consumer. And that's where a lot of agents struggle. They struggle with with meeting new people. They str- they struggle with deepening the relationships that they already have. And you know, I think that's where technology and tools can can really augment or or help an agent do that. Um, you see agents that, that buy systems and tools. What do you see them use and, and what do they not use as much as they should? Yeah, you know, uh, I, I put a Facebook poll uh, up last week. I'm not sure if you saw it or not. It said, new agents, what is your biggest hurdle that you have to overcome? Right? And kind of categorizing it and got a ton of responses. And it came down to leads and systems. And underneath the systems was... You know, how do I get started? Where am I going to follow up with these people? How long should I follow up? And, you know, uh, I've said it forever. Like, if you don't have systems in place and you start getting leads in, because you can get leads from anywhere at this point, right? I mean, you can walk down the street and meet people. You can talk to your neighbor. You can have your family. And then if you want to advertise, you get leads. So we don't really have a lead problem in the industry. We have a, a follow-up and nurture problem. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so with the systems... In, whether or not you've been in the industry for 20 years or been in the industry for 20 minutes, you've got to start by categorizing you know, who your clients are and following up with them. And I, I like to say, you know, follow up fast and follow up forever. And that blows people's minds a little bit. They'd be like, well, follow up forever. Like, how come will you, you do that? And without systems, you can't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love the follow up fast and follow up forever. I, you know, for years I've taught agents that, um, you know, generating leads is is super important, regardless of how you generate them. But if you're not going to follow up, then don't bother generating them. And and you know, and then the goal, you know, agents get get really hung up on you. Know, what do I say or what do I do? How often? It's not that complicated. 
And really, you know, you're following up with, with a goal to either get an appointment to determine whether there's someone that you can help in the future or they want your help in the future or to determine they're not and then you can remove them and, 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 and put them just on a, on a, a maintenance campaign. Exactly. Yeah, uh, exactly. And, and one of the responders wrote, uh, you know, if, if I don't hear back from a client, uh, or they want, they, they want to wait six months, he stops following up. Yeah. And I was like, send me the leave. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and I'll follow up on that six months. And, and, you know, the, one of the ways that I put it is like, if, if you can imagine yourself, uh, sitting up on the stands watching like a parade, right? And the, the, Parade right in front of you are those clients that are ready to buy, they're interested, you know, they're ready to sell. And then you've got everything that's still up, you know, that hasn't left and gotten to you yet. And so with that in mind, if you've got a lead and they say, well, I'm not ready yet, eventually they're going to be ready at some point. Yeah. Like we know this statistically, they're going to be ready. And if you're not the agent that has been continually following up with them, and like you said, it doesn't matter really what you say, it's just as long as you actually say it. Once they get to you, they're going to they're gonna buy from you. And then everybody that's gone and passed you, they've already bought from somebody else. You're not going to get them back. Yeah. Right? And yeah. So I like to keep that mentality in mind, even for our own business, right? Where it's like, okay, and you you know as well as about your relationship in this business or everything. And so it's like, it could take a year to put a deal together for us. But, you know, it's constantly just nurturing, nurturing, nurturing until that client is actually ready. I, my team, so to that point, my team got an email, or they sent me an email just to, because they knew I'd enjoy it. It was an email from a client who said, it, they sent it to me, but it went to my team. It said, Chris, you probably don't remember us, but 19 years ago, you sold our investment home, and now yeah, you, you've always sent us cards and emails, and, others, and we're ready to sell our, our home now. I haven't talked to them in probably 19 years when I sold their last home, but that's that's what follow-up does. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully you don't have to wait 19 years, but um, sometimes you do. Hopefully not. Yeah. So, so what we're talking about is really, in my mind, is really simple and basic. Why don't agents do it like they should? That's a really good question. I was looking at some statistics about a week ago in terms of the percentage of leads uh, that were followed up with just a single text message versus those that uh, had none, right? So you had zero or more than one. And I grabbed 5,000 leads, random. I chose Zillow just because I wanted to kind of see what the follow-up was on Zillow. And I was shocked because 70% of the leads, uh, and there's 5,000 of them, did not have a single text message sent to that client. And I'm thinking, why? I mean, we have the systems in place with Lionvest. We have the campaigns pre-built that are there. Uh, and it takes 10 seconds to actually engage the campaign. And I think, and you know, this is just anecdotal because I talk to Asians, and I think the thing is that, you know, depending on the lead type, they're either saying, like, well, this is a high-value lead, and I'll just wait to follow up, or you know, maybe they made a phone call uh, from their cell and we didn't track it. But I compared that against Facebook leads, and it was inverse. 75% of them did receive a text message. Yeah versus didn't on the Zillow side. So, you know, it's a mystery to me, honestly, uh, why uh, there is a lack of follow-up in the industry. And I think a lot of it just has to do with, you know, 
either they're busy because agents are busy, right? Uh, or um, they don't have the systems in place to do it, and or they're like nervous about what they're going to say. Um, yeah. In reality, all of those things you know could be overcome, you know, pretty easily. Yeah, I think the I agree with you. You know, there is. I think a big part of it is the second thing you said. They're afraid, or they don't. And, and one reason they may be afraid is because they don't know what to say or do. And if they knew what to say or do, then it's really easy to do it. And that's where, again, systems can help because the technology can do a lot of that, that heavy lifting for you or can, can supplement whatever you're doing. You know, I, um, as you know, I spent a year and a half at Lone Depot. Lone Depot had an unbelievable lead generation and, and, and follow-up system. They would get a lead and that lead would get contacted, would get over 50 phone calls in the first 10 days and then emails and text messages and everything else. Um, yet, try to get an agent to email someone once or call them once and, you know, they have all these thoughts in their head like, oh, I don't want to bother them or, you know, I might be interrupting them and, um, you know, I think a lot of it. Rejection. Yeah. is another big one. Yeah. Um, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I used to, I had, years ago, I had a coach who always, who talked about rejection. He said, you know, it's funny how agents are, are fearful of being rejected, yet if they have kids or a partner, they get rejected every day, all day long by people they actually care about and love about. But when a stranger rejects them, they, they go, I'm not going to do that anymore. So. Yep. Agreed. And I think that's, that's a big part of it, right? Like they Nobody wants to be rejected. I mean, let's just face it, right? I mean, psychologically, like, it sucks. And, and, but that part of business is getting the notes, right? And, uh, I think a lot of people say, like, well, you know, it's an art in terms of, like, the sale, but it's really not. You know, for the most part, like you said, it's, if you're going to follow up for 19 years, that's not artistic. That's scientific. Yeah. Right? Because you have systems in place that you put in. And so, with that, it's easy to get over the rejection. Uh, a very easy way is by just using like AI, right? I mean, when a lead comes in, if the AI responds back, you don't have to worry about what to say because it's going to do it for you. Yeah. So like, that is more prevalent now, and you're going to get a response, and then you can jump into whatever you want when you feel comfortable. Yeah, and uh, and and I know a little bit something about that uh, because I'm at Ojo Labs, where where that's what a lot of what we do. Um, so let's shift gears a little bit. Yeah, we all know that this has been a the most unusual year that many of us have ever experienced in our lives. And when we when we think about the impact on business, I'm curious what you've seen with agents in, in engaging with your product. Has this caused more engagement, less engagement? What what's happening with, with what agents are doing? We did we saw a large increase of engagement uh, around March. And I think you know, it, it made perfect sense to me because people couldn't go meet anybody in person again, right? I mean, for months. And the only way you can get in front of them was a video uh, or an email or text message to check in, how's it going? And so we saw uh, a pretty dramatic increase in the number of emails and text messages that were being sent out from my desk from our clients. Um, and it, I think that was a great thing. I mean, you know, it's one of those things where just because you can't meet a person doesn't mean you can't have conversations with them. Uh, you know, from a business perspective, our whole team has been remote now for, uh, you know, seven months, right? And we're communicating more often than we ever have even when we were in the office. Yeah. And so, you know, by leveraging the systems and tools that are placed in there, like, you're, you're going to be able to do this stuff. Um, and for an agent, my sister's an agent, you know that, right? I mean, yeah. 
they're on their phones all day long, texting and messaging and stuff, you know, but, you know, when you start getting to a database of 100 or 500 or 1,000 or 5,000, like, it's hard to keep up on everybody, right? And yeah. so I think that's what happened is everyone's like, okay, I need to get organized now. I need to figure out who I should be communicating with. And that's, you know, that's why we saw an increase in usage. Yeah. I, uh, you're, and you reminded me, I remember back at that time, I remember seeing a lot of agents talk about, well, I'm just getting my database organized or I'm working on my database because I couldn't go out and do other things. And um, it's un- unfortunate that it caused the pandemic to do something they should have been doing all along. But the good news is that hopefully more of them, you know, have focused on, on their database and, and now are, are using it to, to, to um, build their, their current and future business. There's a lot, uh, you know, without the, yeah, so just one quick thing, without the communication that occurs, right? I mean, we, we know that it, you're not going to get into business. And I think if you go down the line, uh, you know, those past customers, right? And I talked to a lot of agents like, well, I'll, I'll, I'll just need you to leave. And I look in their database and they've got 1,500 people with them. Like, well, when's the last time you called, you know, everybody? You know? And yeah. so that's part of the database organization. And again, uh, you know, it did take a pandemic, I think, for people to realize how important their biggest asset is, which is their database. You know, yeah. without the database and without their clients, what's their business? You know, like churning from one to the next. But if you can't, you know, repeat the funnel and get the repeat clients, then, you know, it's hard to have a sustainable business year after year. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. I always, um, I've always been asked questions like, uh, you know, what's the best database to use what's the best crm to use and my 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 go-to answer is the one that you're going to use um because it doesn't matter how good the system is if you don't use it you're not going to get the benefit of it Uh, but for agents that are listening out there and i and i know you're you're biased as you should be uh, but what are some of the things agents should look at like if they're trying to make that decision or they're not happy with with what they're doing what are some of the things that they should be thinking about or asking? Yeah, uh, I would say that to tack on the one you use is the one that's going to save you the most time as well, right? Uh, because we need to be spending time on our revenue-producing activities and talking to the clients and consumers who want to talk to us. And so from our perspective, having an integrated system to where uh, if, if you send out a CMA through Cloud CMA, you don't have to log into Cloud CMA to see if that person opened up the email if they looked at it, right? Yeah. Uh, if you send out an email through your email, your outlook. If you send out, uh, you know, somebody's visiting your website, for example, you don't want to have to log into your website. And so what we want to do with LionDesk is take all of that, be kind of the hub of all the communication uh, in your ecosystem as you're with your agency or as an agent. And then on that contact call, you can see everything that you need to. Uh, and then you can go in there and filter. Show me everybody who... Uh, I haven't talked to in 30 days. I've visited my website in the last 24 hours, right? And so we want to make it easy to save people time to do stuff. And then you can just save those things and put them on campaigns. And every day, campaigns are going to launch out for that particular filter. So it's time savings. Yeah, you got to use it. Um, and I would say the most important thing is every conversation you have, just document it. Yeah. You're going to forget things. People forget things, right? And you got to be able to go back a year from now, Um and figure out like what you said to that client because it's been so long since you talked to them. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So let me take this in another direction. There's, 
Yeah, we have all types of people that listen to this podcast. Some are some are new agents, some are experienced agents. So let's let's address each of those groups. If if an experienced agent is listening out there and knowing what you know and getting to see the data you get to see, the usage you get to see, the habits you get to see, what do you think the biggest opportunities are for the seasoned agent or the experienced agent that is looking to, you know, all right, I wanna I wanna take my business to a newer or higher level? I would assume that the seasoned and experienced agents have uh, some sort of a database, right? So they have past clients. We know statistically that the majority of clients aren't using the same agent year after year. Uh, my sister's been in the business for 15 years. I would call her a seasoned agent at this point, right? Her priority is not necessarily today of, you know, generating uh, 90% of our business from new leads. Yes, like we talked about, supplement, right? You got you to continue to supplement your pipeline because you're going to lose at the end. Yeah. But for the experienced agent, it's communicating with your existing sphere. And every coach talks about it, right? Like, what should I say to my sphere? How often should I talk to them? And I think that's the biggest thing that what we would call an experienced agent or someone has, who has a, a database of past clients that they can do. Yeah. Just communicate with yeah. them. And, and don't be afraid to just check in. I mean, like, you know, we talked about uh, a few minutes ago. Like, what do I say? It doesn't matter what you say. It's just do it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's, that message sounds good. You can send them a postcard. Great. You know, I mean, we're looking at sending postcards to our existing clients to say thank you after they've been with us for a year. Right. And so it's like, okay. And guess what system we're going to use to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah, it's, 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 it's incredibly important. I mean, nothing is more valuable than the people that are in their system. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. You just made me think of this. So la- on Sunday, a few days ago, I, I bought a new bike and um, I just got a text message from the bike, the kid, the bike sales guy who I don't know if he's working on commission or he's hourly or whatever saying, Hey, um, I'm sorry I wasn't here when you picked up the bike. Hope everything is great. Is there anything you need? I'm like, if real estate agents would just do that, um, I'm going to talk to this kid about getting becoming a real estate agent. So, um, the uh, all right, so what about new agents? You know, for someone who's new, who's who's either about to get in the business or just got in the business, what's where where's their big opportunity to get off to the right start? I think that for a new agent, uh, it's going to be information overload, right? So when I put that poll on the Facebook group, um, it was really, you know, where do I go? What do I do? Uh, what systems should I use? How do I get set up? And I think you have to separate, you know, the shiny objects from like, what's, what are you good at and what are you not good at? And if we can focus on what we're good at, then you can start supplementing. Okay. I need that, right? So. Figure out what you don't want to do and what you're not good at and then start from there and then say like, okay, what system do I need to put in place because I'm not good at that particular function, right? Yeah. If, it's, if, you're, if you're scared of making phone calls and you don't want to do it or you don't like, you know, uh, Army, you can get a VA, right? Yeah. And so figuring out like what you cannot do is I think the first step for a brand new agent and then start, start from there and, and fill in the gaps. Yeah. I think that's great. It's, you know, like you said, to summarize what you said, it's don't try to do everything. Do, do the things you know you should be doing and the things you'd like to do. And then figure out that either don't do the other stuff or figure out a way to automate the other stuff. Um, and it is, it, it yeah. can be overwhelming because there are so many ways to do business and get business, uh, and, and what we're doing. 
Anyway, great advice. So let's take a minute and talk about just the, the industry. We're, we're, you know, there's been so much talk and so much evidence about um, everything from from new ways for people to transact, you know, for consumers to be able to buy and sell through different platforms, you know, other than the traditional uh, usage of agents. There's agents have more options now than they've ever had before for the type of brokerage that they affiliate with. Uh, brokers have have more options on, on technology and, and there's just all this change and, and stuff going on. As we look forward, you know, into the new year and in and, and the next few years to come, what are some of the changes that are happening that you think people might not be paying attention to or that maybe haven't happened yet that will um, have an impact on, on our industry? You know, I think um, I think one of the the biggest mistakes a lot of us do is uh, focus intently on things that don't matter, right? Um, for example, let's talk about Zillow for just a second. You know, they said they weren't going to be a brokerage forever, and now they're a brokerage. And then every agent in the world is like, you know, flying off the handle and upset because, like, well, they. You know, how dare they make money off my back? This is my hard work. And it's like, okay, well, they're a business, right? So what are you going to do in your business? And frankly, let's be honest, the only reason Zillow became a broker is because they were giving leads to agents that weren't being followed up on. Right? Yeah. And yeah. So that's it. You know? And so, you know, the that's a big part of it, right, is, is focusing on your segment, finding in your current area uh, of the market that you're in, you know, maybe some, you know, what I would call like under-defended territories. Like what are what are other agents not doing in your area that you think you can do, right? Is yeah. there a particular niche that you can go into? Is there a particular area of farming that you can go into? Um, are there systems that, you know, you can use that you know that they're not using? So find these little nuggets, right? These loose bricks that you can just easily pull out like that Jenga game. Yeah. Like, okay, that one's easy. Let me just go ahead and pull that one out and start hammering away at that. Um, and then the other thing is, like you mentioned on the brokerage side, it's, uh, you're right, it's changing and it's changing dramatically, right? Uh, I think that, um, commission compression is definitely something that we're probably going to see over the next year to two years. Um, you know, I was in the travel business for 15 years and we used to make 20 something percent on an airline ticket and then uh, that went to 16 and then it went to 10 and went to 8 and then it went to 2 and then it was 0 right and then a lot of agencies went out of business our business grew because we started focusing on other aspects of the travel industry right and so it's going to happen we have to figure out how to adapt as a business owner and I think that's part of all of our job is that you know agents need to look at themselves as business owners and not just as sales people yeah and can change that mindset a little bit. It's it's a different direction that you can take to grow. You know what they're doing. Yeah. It's ultimately one of the biggest things that holds a lot of agents back is like, well, I'm just a real estate agent. Like, no, you're a business owner. You're running a business, and, and you control your own destiny. Yeah, yeah. And if they're running, if, if if they're running a good business, yeah. No, I think those are great insights. And you know, the thought I just had based on what you said is, if they're running a good business, it's much easier to adapt. To whatever changes are happening, whatever whatever game we're now playing, or whatever rules get altered, uh, because you have the resources and the momentum to to keep going. So, yeah. hey, um, I mean, if you think about it, 
competitive competitive advantages don't last too long because somebody can just copy them, right? So yeah. it's like if you're always focused on what what other people are doing, you're taking away that mental time to focus on where you should be going instead. Yeah. So um, so I'm. I, I want to end with another question, but before I do, I want to say thank you for, for taking the time. We actually did this on really short notice, so appreciate your, your flexibility and versatility. Um, how do people, if people want to get a hold of you or find out about Lion Desk, what's the best way for them to do that? LionDesk.com. Uh, singular on the lion. Sometimes we get lions. It still works. Uh, LionDesk.com and then... Um, I'm freely available to chat. Uh, you can always email me, David at um, or just, you know, reach out through our normal channels. But, uh, yeah, man, this is a lot of fun, and thanks for pinging me this morning. Uh, always happy to help, and it's, uh, it's been great to see you, too. All right, super. Um, and we'll, and we'll, we'll see each other in person um, sometime in the not-too-distant future, I'm sure. The, um, so let's end with this. One, one piece of advice for agents when it comes to, regardless of what CRM they're using or what database they're using, what's the one thing that you know would help agents do more business than anything else if they did it? Don't be afraid to tell people what you do. I think that's it. I think a lot of people are scared um, to remind their neighbors, to talk to their family members about uh, what they do or referral. Um, and I've seen a lot of deals go south because um, they didn't reach out and they didn't tell somebody what they were doing, right? So, yeah. it's, you know, it's hard, but you got to get over the fear um, of communicating. Um, and I think that's probably the one thing that I've seen that if a lot, if more people did it, they'd have more business. Yeah, I, I, I agree 100% with that advice. So, David Anderson from Lion Desk, thank you for being on the Agent Advice Podcast, uh, and we appreciate all the, uh, the great comments and insights that you've shared with everyone. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. Thanks, uh, man. Appreciate uh, it. All right. Take care. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Agent Advice Podcast. And remember, you can use agentadvice.com as a free resource. And just as the name suggests, it's written by agents for agents. That's all the time we have today. Thank you, and we look forward to hearing you and seeing you next time.